Well, hello. You are listening to the Swinging Flamingo Podcast. This is a sexually explicit podcast, and you must be 18 to listen unless you want to share an awkward listening experience with your parents. This is not professional advice. This is our opinion based on our journey through the swinging lifestyle. So, are you ready to flamingo with us? Hey, hey, hey. Ho, ho, ho. You're the one going with this, so let's see how it goes. I guess it is December, so I guess we can roll with that. (laughs) Anyway, welcome back. Feels kind of freaky here. I think here we are recording our second episode in literally a week's time. Yeah, it's pretty quick. Which what's crazy is we'll be talking about Halloween stuff and it's going in December. We're in Christmas shopping season. Here we are just now catching up. But after this, we should be caught back up. I have to say, if you're a fan of X-Men or Star Trek or sci-fi, this is the show for you because our timeline is going to jump around until we get caught up. It's kind of like the flamingos in the multiverse. (laughs) Babe, can you use your science fiction knowledge and explain the multiverse to our listeners? Yes, it's a place where you don't want to go with Ant-Man. <laughs> oh, oh, you didn't think I knew damn, that, Damn, huh? you've been all simple about it. <laughs> so no quantum physics on this show today? No. As much as I make you watch the Big Bang Theory, or did make you watch the Big Bang Theory, you can't explain it? I made you it. watch it. You're not into nerd humor. You, you didn't know what they were talking about half the time. I didn't care what they were talking about, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're just now tuning in, I'm Lee. And I'm Mrs. Flamingo. Also known as, legally... Mrs. Flamingo. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I know you hate it, so that's the reason I'm doing it. That's it. You're doing the show by yourself. Okay. We'll see how quick it gets done. <laughs> Do I have to show you where to push record on the machine here? No, it's already recording. We're on episode, I think, 39 or 38? 38. 38. Can't believe it. And following through with our promise from last episode, we are going to do our damnedest to get episodes out on a timely manner. And that's why we're hurrying and recording this one to get it back on schedule. So bear with us this episode or turn it off. We don't give a shit. Uh, We would like to thank our sponsors, ourselves, so we can keep up with whatever nonsense we prefer to record. Mr. Flamingo is our sponsor. (laughs) Daddy Warbucks here. So something we haven't done in a while, let's catch everybody up with Tales from the Hood. As hard as we've tried to maintain our superhero identities, sticking with that uh, Ant-Man theme, you actually outed us to the local business community recently. Not on purpose. It was after... Alcohol was involved? Ten hours of drinking. Jesus, girl. <laughs> and and here we're just saying last episode we don't drink much. Yeah, well, I did that day. I tend to drink a little more with my job than I realized. Well, explain what happened. Well, we were out with one of the prominent family members in of my town, And she got me really drunk, and she's been trying to figure me out, and she is a lesbian, and so she's, I'm just like open, I don't even care what she talks about, you know, I'm just like, okay, whatever, because you know, as well as I do, she has no idea what I see on a weekend. So anyways, she finally got it out of me that we were in the lifestyle. Then hours later, after she was, had to take me home because someone wouldn't answer their phone to come and pick me up, she asked how this works. And she said, so do I pay your husband money or what? And I was like, no, I have sex with whoever I want when I want. And Leah and I just discuss it. I'm not a prostitute. So she literally thought that the lifestyle meant her paying me to sleep with you? Yes. Wait, wait, wait. Don't, don't get ahead of ourselves. Let's just say, what, what do you think that was worth? I don't know. See, that's what I was thinking the next day was, fuck, how much am I worth? I should have asked, but now it's awkward, and I'm, I'm hoping she doesn't remember that conversation. I'm going to say no amount of money, <laughs> or however much. Wait, I'm going to fuck this up. I'm going to be in trouble. <laughs> I'm going to fuck this up. Wait, that came out wrong. It's okay. Yeah, so that was, I'm hoping, she hasn't said anything more about it, and it's been a couple weeks, so hopefully she doesn't remember. She's probably just holding that over your head. It'll come back to bite you. Yeah, probably. That's usually how it goes when you deal with politics and businesses. In a small town. Yep. All right, so let's move on. Yeah, we probably should. We've got a lot to cover this episode. Before we get started into whatever nonsense we're going to talk about this episode, let's kind of review a little bit about the feedback we've got from our last episode. I can probably say this wasn't our most listened to episode, but there were certain things in it that hit certain individuals, and we got a lot of feedback through our social medias. Well, and that's the thing is we don't do this for the numbers to say. We do this to... To to satisfy our one sponsor, me? (laughs) Yeah. No, to get people thinking and to help people have a different view if they need to. 
the first one I want to touch on that everybody reached out about was everybody contacting me and making sure I was good with my anxiety. And I really appreciate everybody checking in. That means a lot to me. It's something that's sometimes personal. I don't exactly want to talk about when I'm in the middle of it. But when I get past the hump, I can see that I still had a good support team and people that cared about me. Yeah, this time was a, um, it was definitely a challenge. I'll just say that. It was, it was a rough one. It's been a couple years since I had an episode, but it seems like this one was particularly bad for some reason. But I think we're through it and picking up the pieces, as you said, last episode and trying to work through the damage. There were quite a few people that expressed similar situations or similar triggers within the lifestyle. So it is good as a functioning introvert to hear that from other people that I'm not a total freak and other people suffer from these issues as well. Well, and as a spouse, I understand what you were going through and I kept trying to figure it out and talk with you about it. For me, I think that me having patience went a long way. So we'll just, we'll, We'll stop there. Well, the next topic from last episode, and we actually asked people to reach out on, was your interaction with Tank there at Secrets. Yeah, I was interested to hear what everyone said, and we did have a couple people reach out to us. And the ones that did reach out to us basically felt that based on the story, his interaction with you or making you address him as sir outside the club was based on familiarity with him, which that's probably a fair assumption. Yeah, and I probably agree with that one. He's probably comfortable because he does know us. And with that said, I do know that my personality does trigger him. If you'll go back and listen to our last year's pod bash, I think so. When he deals with me, he does a little bit different than he does most people probably. Well, you realize what your trigger to him is called, right? What? A brat. Yes. Do you think you're a brat though? No. We know some girls that do that pretty naturally. I wouldn't say it was you, but I think just with your defiance, and not really being phased by pain, it probably comes off as a brat. Well, and I smile and laugh and giggle even with pleasure, and so that that's a trigger. He's thinking that I'm being a brat about it when not necessarily. Someone told us that his wife is the same way too, so yeah. it probably just irritates the living hell out of him that someone that's he's not familiar with in a scenario like that is pulling that bit. Yeah, I agree. Now, the last one that I got to kick out quite a few times is People would message me and apologize for you not being able to get any dick. (laughs) People people feel sorry for you, babe. Thank you, guys. I need that. You've got a line of offers (laughs) coming in via the web. So if you haven't listened to the past episode, we'll just touch on that a little bit. Kimmy was approached by a husband at Podbash that was wingmanning for his wife that wanted to play with me. Not knowing our dynamic, he propositioned as a for his wife as a hot wife hookup. When we don't hot wife. So it took me off guard. But when you caught up with what he was saying, you were fine with it, and it changed your opinion of what was going on. Yeah. In addition to people messaging, offering you dick, we also got a message from the husband, and he said it was interesting to hear our side of the negotiation between you and I, since we have a different mindset and a different lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And one thing he did bring up that his wife likes about it is the need to feel wanted and desired. But he also said, I've never really thought about the wife that I'm propositioning for the hookup for my wife. And he said, that's something that he's going to have to change the way he approaches and sells. Because he actually, he said, I feel bad. And I said, well, it's just one of those things. As you can tell by her story, her brain adapted to it and she moved on. But you know, at face value, she's like, this is insulting. Well, and that's the thing is that we were in a different setting for him. I don't think they normally do a hot wife hookup at events like that unless it's a hot wife hookup event where he had a mix of lifestyle swingers kinksters and all kinds of people there so it it wasn't it was a different negotiation I think and then it took me a little bit because I wasn't thinking hot wife terms you know if we went to one of their hot wife events someone approached me hands down yeah I I know what I'm being approached about and so no I After I sat back and I realized, oh, wait, hot wife, (laughs) I was okay with it. Well, you and I mentioned quite frequently that the good people in the lifestyle will learn and grow from their experiences. And that's one thing that he kind of came back at. He realized that it kind of hurt your feelings and he's going to adapt the way he approaches or plays from now on. It didn't necessarily hurt my feelings. It just took me off guard. (laughs) So you're okay. And since we do have um, a play date scheduled with my, um, what do you, would you say hot husband and then his hot wife? How is that termed? Fuck if I know. These too many terms for me. I know. I say we don't put ourselves in a bubble. So this is a struggle for me. Yeah. So he's just going to owe me one. And even though 
he doesn't play, that's part of the hot wifing portion of it. We'll have to come up with something. <laughs> well, I hate to break it to you, but he already has something special planned. There's a chance we might go see them at Brian and Brennan's event in February and hook up with them. But I think he has something special in mind for you. I can't wait to figure it out. <laughs> well, I know that we're trying to keep this episode a little bit short. And we're on a time crunch because we're trying to kick Lee out the door so he can go to a work event and travel. Yeah, I've got a week's worth of travel in South Texas. It's Padre Island, so I can't complain too much. But damn, it's an eight-hour drive down there plus a week of actual work. And notice he's leaving on Sunday instead of Monday. Hmm, I wonder what he's going to be doing down there. Hopefully it's too cold for him to do anything fun. Nothing that involves the beach and margaritas, I can promise you. (laughs) But let's talk about one of the dates that we went on. Let's start it off. So we got a couple that we've met on Instagram and have gotten to know, and we got to go out on a pretty nice date with them prior to our Halloween event. Let's call them Bob and Sue. That sounds like a good name. I'm sure they'll appreciate that one. Especially because our date was to the truck yards. <laughs> Which, what's the truck yards? Go ahead and do, give a quick lowdown on that. It is a really cool place. If you're ever in the DFW area, there's two of them. It's an outside event place that has all kinds of food trucks. Live music. It has... um, Multiple bars. Yeah, rustic cars. This one has the toilet seat museum upstairs. It's actually famous for that. I don't even know where to go with that. (laughs) I don't have anything clever to say. It's just, it is what it is. (laughs) I saw it on TV, so it's it's legit. I've seen it in real life, so I'm not going (laughs) to discord it. Okay, well, while we're talking about this date and the food, I'm just going to go ahead and get into it. I made a big swinger lifestyle mistake, and there are such unwritten rules, but... One of them is don't eat nasty shit with your hands on a lifestyle date. As delicious as they sounded, I ordered the smoked and covered buffalo wings. (laughs) So I'm sitting there eating like a savage in front of this hot couple, and I really wished I didn't. And then once she saw you eating and you had it from ear to ear. I'm not that much of a savage. You did. She was like, all right, I think I'm going to go get some cheese fries. Do you think she was turned on? You think she's like, ooh, this guy's a messy eater. I know what that's going to lead to. Hey, now I'm a foodie and uh, I don't know about that. So just a little side note. When you go out on dates with people, don't do pasta and slurp it up all over your face. Don't do wings. Don't eat something that's going to smell bad. Don't eat something that's going to give you gas. Don't do broccoli. Yeah. Not broccoli, uh, asparagus. Oh, when- <laughs> God. Somebody, somebody at Podbash brought up the asparagus story, so we need to make that one go away. Quit. <laughs> All right. But anyways, let's get on to our date with them. I would say the highlight of our date was that we discussed plays and our differences in how we play. And I think the four of us were, I want to say, mature enough in the lifestyle that we were able to discuss this openly. Well, they started out as a hot wife couple, mainly, and have transitioned into swinger lifestyle, for lack of better terms. One thing about them that they brought up is they are more comfortable in separate room play, which is not a rule for us, more of a boundary, but it was one of those that when we started talking, we're like, okay, you're totally into the guy. I'm totally into the girl. We trust them. Hell, I I text him multiple times a week back and forth. You know, he and I have more interaction than me and her do. We feel for us, as far as a separate room play, that's a non-issue, basically. Well, and we've gotten to know them, and so I'm very comfortable with all parties and everything like that, and so I actually was the one that was like, all right, let's discuss the play. We're good. And I think that's how it should work sometimes. You can have your rules and boundaries, but if something comes up, we're not changing it just to play with them. We have a lot of trust in them, and you want a good experience with him, I want you to have a good experience with him. I want to have a good experience with her. So we think for what we want to accomplish, this is the route to take. Now, with this said, I, I want to do a little kind of a little side note on and talk a little more about what you had just said. You know, we do have our boundaries and our we play together and all that kind of already set up. But it's okay to negotiate beforehand, before play. Make sure everyone's on the same page and that across the board, everyone is comfortable with what is happening. It's not a, hey, we're headed to the bedroom right now. We're playing differently and you're on the spot. We didn't play that day. We left. We got to be able to talk about it and make sure we're still okay with our new boundaries. I'd actually contacted the promoter of the event we were going to. This was Halloween and we were going to one event on one side of town and they were going to the club on the other side of town. So I'd actually brought up, could we bring them back to the hotel for a couple hours? And he said, yeah, but we're going to have to kick you out early because from a certain time frame on, it's only people that are part of the takeover. So I think that was on the table if we hadn't talked so much. But again, we had some good conversations with them and basically outlining what we want to do with them. Yeah. Well, the negotiations needed to be 
said and had. That way we can move forward when it's the right time. And also they're a fun and hot couple. So it was good getting to know them and just, yeah. I think next time it's on like Donkey Kong though. <laughs> well, let's talk about this event that we were heading to that night. So we brought this group up in conversation before, but we attended the Pineapple Playdate, which is a Dallas-based party group. We attended their Halloween hotel takeover. I have to say that this is a very well-organized group. There's agendas, there's security, there's classes. You can ask anyone anything. Everyone's willing and to help you. I mean, we pulled up and people were trying to help us unload our car. For this event, I would say there was over 300. Like we said, it was a sold-out hotel of four floors. Hey, now, let's not get ahead of things. As everybody knows, we are nerds, which involves cosplay and etc. So I want to take the time and gloat about the costumes that I built. Yes, you made the costumes. You picked them out this year. Actually, I think you pick them out every year. And then you just tell me, poof, here's your fairy dust. Make them. But this uh. year, you did it. I was so excited. And they did turn out awesome. All that you had to do is stand there and try them on and let me fit them to you. It was it was rough having to stand up, get up off the couch, let you mold it to my arm, and then sitting back down. Then you would walk back over, and I'd have to stand back up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was fun. It was handmade. So just to let the cat out of the bag, since it's already out there, we did Sexy Stormtrooper and Slave Princess Leia. So we're going to let you listeners guess who did what. <laughs> Let me put it this way. When um, we were packing to go, Lee's bag could fit in a Ziploc baggie. And I made sure that he put it in the bag and he was like, this is it. This is all mine. Oh, God. I said, nope, we're doing it. So as you can already guess, I did Slave Princess Leia. So we show up at this hotel and as I'm unpacking my costume, I'm like, skirt, bra, thong. And I'm standing there looking at this outfit on the bed going, I fucked up. That sounded really good on paper, but this is not going to be good in theory. <laughs> you rocked it. I guess I did. I had to regardless. At one point, I was ready to back out, and you're like, just put the fucking outfit on. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going by myself. Let's talk about yours. Yours was the highlight of the night. Well, you can explain it since you made it. The only thing I want to talk about is my 10-inch platform boots that when we bought these, you said, are you going to wear these around? Fuck yeah, I'm going to wear them everywhere I can. That's literally where the costume started. We were at the stripper outfit store, and she tried on these 10-inch white platform boots. And I said, ooh, I've got an idea for costumes. And she said, what's that? I said, a stormtrooper and Princess Leia. And I had to basically show you a picture, and you're like, okay, let's roll with it. So as I said, we've been getting into the cosplay stuff, and I basically made all her armor pieces. She had on black latex thigh highs, and I had the armory pieces over her thighs she had a white corset on black latex sleeves with armor over it mm -hmm. and then a stormtrooper helmet mm -hmm. which it took me forever to find a stormtrooper helmet and they're they are not cheap actually <laughs> i found the authentic ones and I, I made the joke to her i said don't lose it or get it scratched i said it's going to be one of the kids inheritance and it came in on ups and we had it sitting there on the couch and we're working on a couple costume pieces and my boy put the helmet on he said i want this in the wheel <laughs> so he's already laid claim to it the only thing that we forgot that night was to put the batteries in it because yep. it makes noises and does it light up or something? I don't know what no, it, it does. No, it's got a voice changer box to it. Which would have been nice when I was trying to lead you through, which we'll talk about that in a second. Well, I guess before we jump ahead too much on the costume contest and stuff, let's talk about some of the things that we didn't mention when we arrived at the hotel. Like we said, they had a newbies meeting going on just to kind of get them introduced to the hotel and if they needed to, to the lifestyle. So that was really nice. And we had to sign consent waivers and liability forms when we went in. It's a very well-run party. They take care of everything that's needed with this. Yep. Earlier in the day, they had offered classes on the Violent One and a bunch of other things. Now, let's talk about the cost because some people did bring that up online. Well, these parties are not free, which they charge a, I think it was $75 per person. So 150 plus our hotel, which to us is not that bad. No. Considering what you pay for Naughty New Orleans, a cruise, a night at the club with parking and alcohol, etc., I didn't think it was that bad of a deal. Some of the hotel takeovers that we've been to, it's just a floor or two floors takeover. This was an actual hotel takeover. So to get that, to get the security, to get the alcohol that we had and just everything, being able to do what we did in the hotel, yeah, it was worth it to me. Well, it's blown my mind. There were 
there have been people online complaining about the cost of these. And they'll say, well, such and such group does theirs for free or they charge $10. Well, for everything you bring in for the value of this party, I didn't think that $75 was that big of an issue. The people that are complaining just... They probably have not been to any of the bigger events. Let me put it that way. I felt like this was very reasonable. But we did do a dinner that night. So let's talk about the dinner. They had catered in food. For the $75 that we paid per person, the dinner was excellent. You know, a lot of times buffet stuff's kind of hit or miss. This was a very nice prepared meal. The food was actually pretty damn amazing. And Mm -hmm. we sat at a group of people that we didn't know and then started to get to know. And they said the same thing for a hotel takeover dinner. It was pretty impressive. And one thing that we did was that I kind of kept the conversation going and was asking questions like, hey, do you have a bucket list? What got you into the lifestyle? All these kind of random questions that um, weren't about where do you work, where you're, who are your kids, you know, stuff like that, that you do in a vanilla setting. This was more lifestyle oriented. And then later in the night, we ran into those couples several times in the hallways or here and there. And we would all chat because we did get to know each other on a, you know, a different level. And that was nice because it was comforting to see them again. Well, I could tell pretty quick what you were doing, and I do give you credit. You did a great job of keeping conversation going at the table and breaking the ice, for lack of better terms. It had been totally easy to go in there and just sit there and look at everybody for 30 minutes while we ate. But we had a fun table, and we were you know, laughing and carrying on and you know, made eight new friends at the table we were set at. We were actually one of the first to sit and one of the last to leave, too. But we had to leave to go get ready for our costume party. Oh, my God. This was an impressive costume party. Now, they didn't have a dance set up like they usually do just due to space limitations, but the whole lobby of this hotel was taken over by people in costumes, drinking and mingling and hanging out. It was packed, just really wall-to-wall costumes, everything. And for me, it was kind of funny because coming in, trying to lead Lee by the chain. In 10-inch platform heels and and a helmet. Crowd, and I couldn't see. And then people were trying to talk to me. And they couldn't hear me. I couldn't talk to them. So then, like halfway through, I was like, why am I smiling? Because they can't see my face. Well, I laughed when you told me. One point we always try to make is smile and say hello to people. And you brought up that you were smiling at people when they walked by and you had a helmet on. And we're just thinking about that scenario. And Then I kept saying, excuse me, excuse me. And no one could hear me. <laughs> That's when that uh, batteries would have been good. Now let's talk about your Princess Leia outfit. Who wore it best? I can say this. I know how you girls feel when you show up to an event and some bitch is wearing the same outfit as you. <laughs> and I'm not calling this young, this young lady a bitch, but there was a young woman wearing the exact same dress I had. Her and her husband were going as Obi-Wan and Princess Leia. And he joked. He said, I, when I ordered this outfit, I knew some other girl would have that outfit. But he said, I saw you walk in in the same dress as my wife. And he was like, okay, he wins this hands down. <laughs> so I know how you girls feel now. Yeah, it was pretty funny. And, but you guys did get a picture. Yeah, I, I think she looked better in it. I hope I, I hope I would say that. <laughs> she definitely did. She looked cute. Well, let's talk about some of the other outfits. I have to say, I was very impressed with everyone that dressed up because they were not just outfits out of a box. Like everyone took the time to actually think about their outfits and really put effort into them. And even if they didn't spend much money on them, just some of the creativity on some of them was off the wall. It wasn't your typical, like you said, out-of-the-box Tinkerbell outfits. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was really impressed. Well, here's one thing I hate about Halloween is, Halloween parties, rather, is you get to meet these people, and then you see them five hours later without the costumes, and you're like, okay, have we met? And you're like, yeah. They're like, yeah, I was dressed up as <laughs> Doctor Strange in this or whatever. And you're like, oh, shit, I do remember you now. Well, and that's what people were doing with me because I had my boots on. And then later in the night, I didn't have my boots on. And people were like, who's this little short chick? Yeah, 10-inch platforms make a big difference in your (laughs) stature. I was standing over even the guys. I loved it. We never got to try your outfit on other than fitting the foam pieces as I was making them and never did anything more after I painted them. So literally the first trial run was there at the event. And you were getting dressed. You had on your latex panties and uh, latex leggings and put the boots on. And I'm like, that is fucking hot. (laughs) Then you had about a a foot long hair extension in as well. Go check out the uh, Instagram or Twitter pictures. She looked amazeballs. Thank you. It all came together nicely. Now let's talk about some of the cool costumes. KFC guy. Yeah. Dressed up as Colonel Sanders and his wife was dressed as a chicken and had socks that were chicken legs. 
They now, looked incredible. I will say, I do see us doing that sometime in the future. I do too. A version of that. I do too. And then... Went Wendy and Ronald McDonald or something wacky like that. Yep. And then there was a girl dressed up as Little Debbie, and she was literally throwing Little Debbies out. Yeah. She, of course, you about wanted to knock everyone out to get to her, but I was holding you by the chain. So I had really held my diet in check until Halloween. I'm like, I'm not going to be wearing much. I want to be on my game. So I literally and figuratively wanted to taste her... Snack cakes, <laughs> literally and figuratively, both. Well, then she started tossing them out, and she was tossing them the wrong direction. I'm like, give me a, give me a cupcake. It was because I was giving her the evil, no. Don't want this boy on sugar. He hasn't had any in eight months. Now, there was a costume contest, and we'll just say this. After we won the couple's contest, we had to go take off some of our accessories. I couldn't take off too much, or I was going to be butt-ass naked because I was literally there. <laughs> You could have took off the bra. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't have any pasties. My nipples would have shown. <laughs> you probably didn't know how to take the bra off because you didn't know how to put it on no. either. <laughs> well, I can take them off a girl. I'm just like, how do you put this motherfucker on? <laughs> guys, if you ever tried that shit, it's not as easy as it looks. <laughs> there you go, girls. When the guys start bitching about your bras and stuff, make them put your bra on and see how they like it. Well, after we won the couples contest again, couples contest we won. Undefeated. Uh, we took some items off. Of course, we had to get rid of some of the accessories. Not all of them, but... You got rid of the helmet pretty quick, didn't you? Yeah, because it was very hard you to talk to people. You wanted to talk to people. people. <laughs> yeah. I carried it for a while, and then it just... I might as well just give it up, is what I kind of felt like. Everybody saw you in it, so that's all that mattered. Yeah. So we started walking the halls. A lot of the doors had Halloween decoration themes. This is the first hotel takeover that we've been to, that the focus was the hallway party. And I got to say, it was a lot of fun. We've never been to events where that's happened. You know, we've been to naughty New Orleans and someone may have a room party, but literally everybody just lines the hallway. There's music going. They had the lights blacked out. So it was kind of low key, but everybody just basically walks back and forth through the hallway, which I got to say for meeting people is great because, you know, you're in a five foot wide space. You know, you can't literally not talk to people. We would hang up against the wall talking to a couple and someone would come by and say, hey, I've seen you online. It's not like working a big room. I like the hallways a little bit better than the rooms because sometimes it feels weird walking into someone's room. You're like, can I walk in? Especially if they're chatting with another couple, you're like, can I walk in or can I not? You know, and so it was kind of nice. There were some rooms you knew you could walk in, which one of the rooms had games. Which let's talk about the games because that was a highlight. It was pretty damn cool. One of them, they had a board with different sized bras attached. It was a bra toss. That was the best game ever. I'm going to come up with it and make one myself. As soon as I figure out how they attached them. So what, the bras went from like A cup to a G cup, which you can throw a bean bag in a G cup pretty easy, but getting it into an A cup that's strapped to a board is a bit more of a challenge. Yeah, exactly. And they gave away different prizes if you won. So if you got all the bra sizes with the bean bags, then you got to roll the dice. And if on these dice, they had, you know, obviously they were big blow up ones of the smaller versions and they were kiss, lick, you know, all that. those dice is the ones I'm talking about. So then once you did the dice and did what it said, and you could pick anyone in the room to do it on, and then you go to a reverse glory hole. Which I had fun into the reverse glory hole. Basically, it was a cutout board with boob holes in it. And the young lady sprayed whipped cream on her nipples and said, would you like to lick it off? And of course, I got your permission. I was nice enough not to just go in. And she let me suck whipped cream off her pointy ass nipples, which was very, very Nice. And what's funny, I wanted I wanted to do that game all night. <laughs> what's funny is that you actually knew who she was. We realized later on that we had hung out with them before. Yeah, had been on a trip with them, and her man had grown a Grizzly Adams-looking beard, and we felt bad because we didn't even address them. We're just like, hey, how's it going? And then later I realized that, that that's who it was, and we're like, oh, shit, we are so sorry. Yeah, they had changed quite a bit, but we hadn't seen them in a few years, so but that was fun. And then the next room had, I'm just going to say a massage table. And it had a bunch of BDSM, different things you could try and stuff like that. Which didn't you tell me you got flogged by somebody with a rabbit fur and flogger? Yes, down on, I think it was floor two or three, there was a guy and we were walking down there. Okay, the guy in the kilt that was down there. Yes. Okay, I couldn't remember what you're talking about. And he was carrying it and I was like, ooh, let me see that. Because I'm always trying, you know, I want to try different floggers out and he, so he was showing me how you can do it where it feels good with the rabbit hair or... You can do it with the leather, like the different ways to 
flog with it. And so here we are in the middle of this hotel. <laughs> like this one wasn't, had less people in it. Let me put it that way. And so here I am bent over him flogging me in the middle of a hotel hallway kind of felt weird for, but I wasn't stopping it. <laughs> it was a hotel takeover. You can let your freak flag fly. <laughs> I know, but it was just one of those like, uh, wait a minute. Can I do this or not? So when we got back up to the fourth floor, we saw a girl and she was actually recruiting all kinds of girls to go back to her room. Yeah. And we've met this young lady before at a pool party and she and I hit it off pretty good and flirted online. And she and I had been flirting throughout the night a couple of times and stole a few kisses. She was talking about this girl pile that they were putting together. I think it was five of them. And actually, I think two of the others we've actually played with. And she's like, and you can go. And I'm like. I can go with you and these five girls. So I'm looking at you and she's like, oh no, Kimmy can go and you can go watch. And I'm like, oh, that kind of <laughs> let the wind out of my sails. That, that's not quite what I was hoping for here. I was like, hey, I'm going to be the only guy in the middle of six girls. I will take this. <laughs> now, of course, when she asked me, that's not my bit. And so I had to decline. And you were like, seriously, seriously, I'm the one with the skirt on. <laughs> I'll go watch, babe. I'll, I'll make... <laughs> so we had a room there on the party floor which was the fourth floor where everybody was milling around at. So every time we would go for a drink, we would lose an item of clothing. So by the end of the night, I still think I had my boots on till the very, very end. Still had on my thigh highs and my well, we booty actually, shorts. Actually, about the three-quarter way of the night, we changed into our onesies, our matching onesies. Oh, yeah. But Just because we were talking. Because okay. <laughs> you want to be six foot ten. I did. <laughs> well, you could. Well, we thought we were going to be the big deal. We made some vodka covered cherries but we got so busy just partying in the hallway and going to room parties that we didn't ever actually break them out and hand them out i don't say we forgot about them but we were having such fun that we would have had to separate them out and put them in containers and hand them out and it was just so much easier just to keep partying like we were yeah and then of course at one point i think i went to the bathroom and i came back and you were chatting up with this girl let's call her cherry but i thought we just established that i didn't get any cherries that night <laughs> Okay, we'll, we'll call her Cherry, just for the sake of the story. Yes. So where were you going with this? Well, after you made out with her for a while in the hallway, um, we... But, but you were getting to know her husband. Yes. Wasn't and like I was just going rogue. No, you were on one side, and we were on the other, and we have all kinds of people going through. So we really... I wasn't over there with you and Cherry. I was... I felt like completely on the other end of the hallway, even though we were just across because so many people were walking through there. But I got to know him and everything like that. And then him and I decided that when it wasn't as chaotic, we would schedule a date and get to know each other better. And that way we could all see if we're on the same page when it's not loud and crazy. Meanwhile, Lee and Cherry. <laughs> I don't know the story. They're tying the cherry stem in the mouth with their tongues. We weren't being that vulgar, were we? Do you even remember? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to downplay it. So she and I were making out, and this one girl comes up and really focusing on consent, being respectful, as I always have. The last thing I ever want somebody to say is, you know, Lee was being pushier for C, so I try to play it cool, but she wasn't. She was very receptive, so that that was fine. But another girl comes up and leans against kind of us and pulls her tits out. And I, I wasn't invited to touch her tits. And Cherry kind of took my hand. I was like, oh, I need to ask her first. And the girl's like, that's why I put my tits on y'all is for that reason. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm, I'm getting here playing with two very nice sets of titties while you're literally five foot away. <laughs> but it felt like yeah. I was on the other end yeah, you, of the hallway. You might as well have been next town over. <laughs> <laughs> I was in my own little world there. But what was crazy is, like, say, we I was trying to keep it low-key and had my little onesie on, and she's leaning against me and kind of feeling against my leg. And then here in a second, she goes for the crotch, and I start getting hard. I'm like, stop it. You need to tone it down. <laughs> and, you know, you were seeing this, like, not like we're doing anything. We shouldn't be. So then she stops and starts it again. I'm like, I kind of give a look to you and, like, point down with my head. And you're like, yeah, you see you see me getting hard on. You're like, yeah, you're all right. You're all right. Don't worry about it. And I'm like, she's going to have to put it to use you, if she keeps it up. You are in a hallway at a lifestyle event. If you get a hard on, it's going to be okay. Yeah. yeah I'm like, oh, I don't want to be like this. So, I mean, like I just said, you are at a lifestyle event. Why don't you want to have a hard on? I don't want to be that guy. There's usually that guy walking around at full mast and I don't want to be that person. That's kind of like at nude resorts. I'm not going to be naked unless 50% or better. I'm not going to be that guy. I've never wanted that attention. So I, so, so you want the, the package to be a mystery? Yeah, I'll wait till I'm in bed to disappoint them. <laughs> oh, it's, too late, it's too late for them then. 
They're like, fuck, I expected more. All right. Talking like that, let's talk about I had to pull you away for a little bit to get you to calm down. So we throw some cold water on me, spray some cold water on me like a dog. So we ducked away into a room that had the flogging stuff. So we were trying out all the different floggers and stuff like that, seeing what we like. So at one point you were flogging me and we're like, okay, that's pretty cool. And uh, you had me bent over the massage table we talked about. And as we're leaving, this chick flops on bed. She's like, ooh, I want to see you flog him again. So you pull down my onesie and start beating my ass in front of her. You're getting a little, you're getting a little aggressive, too. And I'm like, ah, quit putting on a show. Because it kind of threw me off guard. And I was like, I have never really flogged you in front of anyone ever. And so I was like, oh, okay. But then there goes a little brat in me, I guess you could say, that I was like, whap. Didn't we talk about domestic violence in the last one and how you're not supposed to? I wasn't. I was in the proper Bullshit. Positions. I've got a witness. I've got a witness that was in bed this time. <laughs> and she enjoyed it. So after that excitement, I decided we'd go back to the room and we would play. Because all at once, it seemed like it died down. We made a couple trips through the hall and we're like, oh, nobody's here. I guess we're going to go play. Which, as we said before, is always fine. So I was a little bit drunk. And we brought that up with some friends recently. There seems a lot of the stories involve me being drunk recently. <laughs> And that's the reason that we don't play with other people when one of us is drunk. If we're an event, I'm either fucking or drinking. And like I said, the later it goes and we're not finding anything that's a a for sure hookup, I'm going to party my ass off. I'm also at the point early in the night, if we are going to commit to something, I'd limit my alcohol enough that I can function. But with that said, we did find out during this event that I can be drunk as fuck and still function like a motherfucker. He can have whiskey dick and still get... (laughs) And still get it up. And still get it up. He, well, we, we when the room starts stripping down, which basically meant me flopping back on bed, being like, oh, fuck, the room's spinning. And you start crawling on top of me. I'm like, what is this crazy bitch doing? <laughs> whiskey frisky? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I said. Whiskey frisky. It was happening. You started using me and abusing me while I was just laying there. <laughs> and I, that's why I said, I was like, I'm too drunk to fuck, uh, to uh, put in effort. So do what you want with it. <laughs> you, were, you were just like... You can do what you want. I don't care. I'm just going to lay here. Well, I remember when I said that you took the little armbands that I had and tied my dick and balls up like a cock ring, like a, like a Christmas bow. And I, I was strapped like, you all together. Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck is she doing? I was rope tying you. But then you were nasty and going to town, and we were, we were both talking shit. I think we were both in one of those talk shit kind of moods. It's and the whiskey, I, I'm telling you. Well, I remember at one point, I said, we're going at it, and we're hearing people in the hall, and I was like, I dare you to walk down to so-and-so's room, which was three doors down that had all the floggers, and I said, go get a flogger and bring it back. I remember you saying, I dare you to do it, and I was like, well, I could hang a towel over my dick and just walk <laughs> down there. I was drunk enough that I was really thinking about doing it. I was like, I might just fucking do that, and I kept trying to dare you to. I'm not sure how it finished, but or if it finished. <laughs> I never remember either. Do you know that's bad? <laughs> I don't remember if we finished. Actually, I think you pulled my hair and then I was done. No. Wow. Because <laughs> you pulled that. I had that extensions in my hair and you pulled it, but you didn't get my hair. You got the extension hair, so it yanked my head. So I was like, Uh-oh. I went to the mirror and then that was it, I think. That's the last thing I remember. <laughs> I was just proud it worked. That was my deal. I don't have that excuse. But I was like, I, I'm not coordinated enough to put any hip motion. You better just crawl on it and do what you want. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So the mimosas the next morning were definitely needed, let's put it that way. Some hair of the dog that bit us. <laughs> well, after that, we did our foodie bit since we were up on Northside and went to the Grandscape, which is kind of a trendy clubs and some trendy restaurants. So we went for a much-needed breakfast. Yeah, we tried to go to Nebraska Furniture, but we were too drunk, so we couldn't do it. I sat down on one of the chairs and passed out. She's like, this a, isn't a good look. One of the kid chairs let me oh, put it well. that way i have pr- i have a picture i have proof well i was watching the nightmare before christmas because i'm like oh i haven't seen this in a long time and here i am snoring in the kids section it wasn't a good good look so we left we went and ate and we just kind of was recapping like the night and everything that we just catching up from everything from the night before but one thing that we kind of talked about was about how the girls were handsy the guys were actually respectful towards me and i had my boobs out and we had one guy that would put his hands over my boobs. Like he was going to touch? Yeah, like he was going to touch. And he, I think he was waiting for me to give him permission, but the fact that he wasn't asking, I wasn't going to give it. But there was some other guys that I definitely gave permission to, and I gave permission to some girls, but with you, it was a different story. Well, I was wearing a skirt that basically just hung down over my crotch and then hung down over my ass cheeks, no sides. I mentioned to you how many girls were reaching up under my skirt and grabbing both, you know, grabbing either side, either my ass or my junk, which didn't totally bother me. 
But I'd have to say if a guy was doing it or multiple guys was doing it, I'd be upset. Like oh, say, they'd be if, kicked out? If it was a scenario, I'm just saying if it was a scenario that, you know, I wasn't into guys or I'm not into guys and they were doing it, you know, like, <laughs> like a woman would be, how did I totally fuck that up? That's what we get for recording at 8 a.m. But what I'm saying, like say, if, if it was unwanted. You would have said no. But, it, but you were shocked that girls did that. And I've been saying for 15 plus years that girls are more handsy. And I have caught myself like grabbing someone's butt or this and that. And then I'm like, oh, crap. I didn't, I don't think about that because you just, it's different when a girl does it. But it is shouldn't, it? it shouldn't be. Consent is consent. I know. But just your programmed girls to hug and touch that's just the way that we are and being in the lifestyle i've really caught myself like not to do it i still catch myself doing it but yeah it's it's hard anyways that was a that was one of our conversations we had had well we've talked about that enough let's move on to something else and get everybody caught up we had the club okc people come down for a weekend trip to experience Colette Club here in Dallas. On Friday, we went to the Ice House, which is over by the lodge. And let me just say this. We went in. We got a huge table. There was, what? A dozen of us. And we didn't realize that they had an event going on. And we're not going to say what this event was, but it was a secret society meet and greet, not lifestyle. And everyone thought that we were a part of it. And apparently, they had tickets to their upcoming event that Someone said one ticket was $650. Well, the society is the Margarita Ball Society, which even in our time living here, we've known it's very hard to get into this group. And we know a few people that have tickets to it, but the tickets are pricey. It's not a cheap lifestyle event and not even a lifestyle event. No. And it was weird because when we came in, they all thought we were a part. And so they were trying to like trying to get in. And we were like, yeah, we're not a part of this group. You you can join our group and come to our event. It might be completely different than what you're getting into, though. Well, Saturday, everybody recouped and went to Colette for the night. Yep. We had a VIP room and I would say we had over 50 people. And then we had definitely more than that coming and going. I had a good time just hanging out with all of my Oklahoma City friends and just chatting. And a lot of them, that was the first time they had been to Colette. So I was showing them around. We were talking. And a lot of the regulars weren't there, which I was kind of shocked. But Colette was packed with a lot of new people. It feels like the scope of the lifestyles changed and who's coming into it recently. We've been saying that since uh, everything opened back up after COVID. Well, I'm going to say, and this still is carryover from my summer anxiety, that I had anxiety about the OKC people coming into town. Well, the last time you saw them was the pool party. Which I was in the height of my craziness. Yeah. So I actually had anxiety about them coming into town due to the anxiety I had this summer. I just felt I burned some bridges and ruined some friendships and some relationships. So I was really on edge about them coming in. But also we knew these were our people and we had to go see them. Well, I think this was a needed visit with them because I don't think you burned bridges like you thought that you had because they all have been around you for so many years and they understand that you have anxiety. They just didn't know the extent of how bad it was at the time this summer and some of the fallout that we've had since then. But they all support you and they all love you dearly. And so I think this is a good, it was a good visit all in all. I agree. Well, let's talk about a happier time this last month. It was your birthday month. We don't celebrate a freaking month. We barely celebrate a day. No, you did get a weekend. You did me good this year. I give you a lot of credit. You went out of your way to make me make it a good weekend for me. Not only did I buy you some presents you weren't expecting, but I got you a couple's massage. But once again, you're disappointed because it wasn't a happy ending. So if anyone knows of a happy ending masseuse in the DFW area... Let me know because I obviously <laughs> bomb on this every time. Well, I got to laugh. I always say I want a cute Asian to give me a massage with a happy ending. And we happened to be down at the Gay Hood that weekend. And a, I guess a smaller Asian guy walked by and was like, hey, daddy. And you're like, hey, there's your Asian massage with a happy ending. <laughs> and I said, I don't feel like I have to justify that I'm asking for a girl <laughs> or a woman here. <laughs> I never thought that well, I would have to specify what gender I was actually asking for. <laughs> Apparently with you, I do. <laughs> Just trying to keep it fun. <laughs> yeah. You can take that one for me. How's that? <laughs> but talking about being down there, we did go to S4. God, it's <laughs> kind of a recurring theme, isn't it? Yeah. We have such a good time down there. I mean, it's just, it's fun. 
But we went to the drag show and enjoyed it. Someone gave one of the queens a fake $100 bill and she called his ass out. Which it wasn't us, but... No, God. No. He didn't come back in after that. It was crazy. And he and his friends were like, oh, it was a joke. And she was like, oh, no, bitch, please. That is not funny. Like, it was insane. I was like, who in their right mind would be giving fake money out anyways? So anyways, that was fun. It was a good weekend. Thank you for it. Mm-hmm. So maybe next year, with the help of our listeners, you can have a happy ending. Can I schedule my own? <laughs> yes. Damn. Okay. <laughs> Write that one down. Well, I was on the road recently and got a text from a couple that from the group that we've hung out with that is actually local to us, and he invited us to go to Midget Wrestling. No, Micro Wrestling. Micro Wrestling, okay. Which, again, I was uh, in Houston, and he said, well, Kimmy is welcome to go with us. I'm like, she's totally fine to hang out with you guys. Hell yeah, I went and I drank a lot, and I had a blast. So much so that they had their young adult son, that is the same age as my son, and the people at his work thought that I was his date, which I wasn't making out with him or anything. I was just sitting next to him. But I was like, hell yeah, they thought I was young enough to be his date. So how was the micro wrestling? Oh my God, it was so good. And I do have to say this, they're fucking athletic. I've never been. I've always seen it on TV, but I've never been to one. It was the same as like any other wrestling match that you go to. It was fun. Oh my gosh, it was so fun. So that move in real wrestling where they crawl up on the top turnbuckle and jump down as a frog splash. Yep, in, they in, did it. In micro wrestling, would that be a tadpole splash? Oh my God, don't even go there. Don't do it. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Dad joke number one. There you go. Here's our trolls. Come on, trolls. So were lifestyle people able to function in a vanilla environment? Yes. And their some of their coworkers were even their vanilla coworkers. They didn't know. We were all just having fun, drinking, laughing. Well, with hanging with my new friends, we actually realized that we have another meet and greet coming up and they were going to go to it and it was midweek. And so I was asking you if you're going to be around. And of course you were in town. I couldn't believe it. And on a Wednesday, we went to a meet and greet down at Sue Ellen's, which is a lesbian bar. And we got off early from work. So we decided we would go eat at Roy G's and we had a couple couples show up. We were finishing up dinner and the first couple walked in that you had been to micro wrestling with. And, of course, we're going to hang around and wait on them to eat. And then as we were eating, another couple that we've hung out with before and partied with showed up. So we got a bigger table for six. Now, for those of you that don't know in the lifestyle, here is a little side note. When you sit at a table, sit boy, girl, boy, girl. And you don't have to sit by your spouse. It changes up the conversations. And it makes it easier to pursue people as well. We've gone on some dates with people or been in groups of people where like all the guys will sit together and whatnot. It's like, this is not conductive to what we're trying to accomplish here. I give one of the other husbands credit. When we started taking the table of six, he basically sat down and had you sit beside him. And then one of the husbands sat down by you. So then on the other side of the table, his wife and the opposite wife were getting ready to sit by each other. And he goes, oh, no, switch. So it's boy, girl, boy, girl, which put me in the middle of two girls, which again makes it more conductive for me to flirt with his wife as well as the other wife and the husband to flirt with you and the other husband to flirt with you. Yeah. And it was nice because I could I was chatting with the husband on my right and then he was talking to you or to the girl across from him. And then I was able to talk to the person on the left. So it was kind of double, double duty, I guess you could say. <laughs> now with that, one thing I was glad to see about both of these guys is both of them as men took the initiative to flirt with you. And I'm not knocking anybody, but we there are so many guys and girls both in the lifestyle that don't take the initiative. If I'm interested in your wife and I have permission to pursue her, I'm going to flirt with her. Now that doesn't mean I'm going to come up and start being obsessive or creepy, but I'm going to make it known that there is an interest we have that problem with you that guys will play coy. You know, they'll either play coy and be the, oh, you're probably not into me, or they just don't say anything and they sit there and wait on you to do anything. Yeah, and the one thing I liked about these two gentlemen is that it wasn't a pissing contest. You know, like I could talk to the one on my left and the one on the right was fine with it. I could talk to the one on the right. You know, they weren't like pissing over who was going to be with me that night or anything. It was a flow, a nice flow conversation. So we finish our dinner with the group and make our way across the street to the meet and greet at the local lesbian bar of all places. You know what was crazy is that the majority of the girls that I heard didn't like the lifestyle people being there. They were like, "Uh, the pineapple people are here. I was shocked to hear that. Of course, the bartenders loved us because 
as everyone knows, the lifestyle people, we spend a little bit of money because we like to drink. We drink hard and hopefully tip well. I just think they were short bar staff that night. That was part of the problem. We had a pretty big meet and greet and there just wasn't quite enough bartenders to go around. No, but they did really good keeping up. I was kind of surprised because we have been to some where you're lined up. They were quick, but they were definitely hustling. They were earning their tips that night. Well, something pretty neat. You got remembered kind of indirectly by someone that was a regular at Colette from back in our day. Yeah, I was talking to this gentleman and he was talking about how he's been to Colette's, I think, twice. And he was talking about he had talked to this girl. She had long blonde hair and had a mohawk and was like explaining all this stuff. And I was like, that was me. And he was like, no way. And he goes, I tell people all the time about how your hair looked because I do the little mohawk balls. And he was just like going on. And so I I was like, look, here's a picture. That's me. So that was kind of crazy. Your little brush of fame there. (laughs) Yeah, I was all excited. (laughs) It's either your hair or your evil laugh, one of the two. (laughs) Yep. Well, let's talk about you being on your A game. Sometimes it does happen. Yeah. Usually involves alcohol, though. No, (laughs) I I can throw my game and not be inebriated. No. I had a few espresso martinis, some nice masculine drinks at dinner, but I wasn't planning on drinking that hard at the meet and greet. Now, come on. I've always been told that uh, coffee makes you grow hair on your chest is what I was raised with. I've got two of them to prove it. (laughs) Now, you did make out with several girls. It's a reoccurring theme, I think. If I can make out with pretty ladies, I I take the opportunity to. I know. I say it all the time. We know how each other's, I don't want to say fishing language, I guess is, is the best way to say fishing language. Fishing style. Fishing style. (laughs) What did I just say? If I'm interested in it, she's receptive. I'm going to show that I'm interested. Yep. So before we get into me making out, weren't you having a pretty in-depth discussion with somebody? I did. It was interesting. Give the gist of it. We've already let the cat out of the bag. Well, long story short, there was a unicorn that ran in our circle and we had a really ugly falling out with her. And I'm starting to think there was some miscommunication had by all. The problem was that there was another couple that was leading this miscommunication between all of us. With ulterior motives all around. Yes. They are, should we say, snakes in the lifestyle? Eh, That's fair. I'm going to call them a snake. So her and I finally have calmly been able to communicate and have discussions. I really did enjoy hanging out with her, and she was a really good friend, and we had a lot of fun together. But stuff just went hard left down a big rabbit hole, let me put it that way. Well, it caused enough of a rift in our marriage. Well, not just our lifestyle, but our marriage, that we were looking at getting out of both of them at one point. Yep. And this was... Stuff that was kind of unbeknownst to me. You were being fed so many stories. You know, some of them, I guess you believe, some of them you didn't. You know, most of them you could prove that weren't actually happening. But holy shit, that that caused a rift in our marriage. Yeah, and they're perfect examples of people that should not be in the lifestyle and you should really watch out for it because they're definitely wolves in sheep's clothing. But they, uh, they caused a lot of damage. And so her and I have been able to be around each other I guess three times now. Yeah. You brought up one time and you said, what do you think about her again? And I'm like, based on what we went through, I'd rather slam my dick in the door than (laughs) have those problems. Because part of them were basically, I was coming home from off the road and getting blasted for stuff that I knew nothing about. There was a lot of uh, ill information being fed from different directions. Yeah. To her as well. So luckily things have kind of leveled out now where we can be around her in public and there's not much awkwardness. No, and I hope that. We can be friends uh, moving forward. I'll still have my guard up, but I, you know, like I said, I really enjoyed hanging out with her. We had a lot of fun. So as you said, while you were talking to her, I was hanging tight trying to make sure you didn't shank her. Everyone was. (laughs) And had a little friend I was making out with at the time. Now we've talked to them before and we've actually talked about hooking up with them before. It's just never happened. I think they are very much into the reverse dating style. And we brought that up that, hey, you know, there's an attraction. We like each other. Let's go do drinks in a hotel. So she and I were kind of building on that conversation, what our rules were, our boundaries, et cetera. At one point, she leaned into me, and I kissed her, and I kind of pulled back, and I said, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't ask consent, which is, again, big to me. And she was like, that's the reason I was in so close. She's like, take it. I said, okay. So I rolled with it, and she and I ended up making out and hanging close while you were talking with the former friend of ours. So after I had finished up talking to our former friend, we had kind of stepped aside so we can just touch base and make sure you were making sure I was okay with everything <laughs> that had just happened. Seeing if you need some more whiskey. Yeah. 
And I was like, oh, probably probably don't need whiskey at this point because it, my frisky might not be. No, it's actually good. We were all good. We're actually kind of talking about going home at that point because we'd kind of, uh, you got your situation out of the way with the one girl and I got a few drinks in me and I think we're getting ready to call it a night. Yeah. And the husband that I had gone to micro wrestling with stopped me and was just kind of flirting with you. Yes, as always. Again, kudos. <laughs> makes my job easier and what did he say to you well his wife was sitting at the end of the counter and he made a joke about her making out with everybody like 22 guys and i asked him i said can i go be number 23 with your wife i said i'll leave you mine in return <laughs> he thought that was a fair trade-off so i don't know if she was actually making out with 22 guys but <laughs> I, I think i made that joke to her which actually sounds like the joke i made with you when we first got together yes it was I, and what I did felt I a little say? weird I was like, you can be number one. If you don't be an asshole. <laughs> the way she talked, that's probably not far off. Again, we were getting ready to call it a night. She's a, and, she's a lot like, a little mouthy like me. No. <laughs> I, I'm thinking she's the female version of me because there was a lot of shit being talked between she and I. She is. She is definitely the female version of you. <laughs> she's mean, was drunk, and talks a lot of shit, which I try to shut that shit down usually. I always think it's cute when a girl tries to talk shit to me because I know what's going to happen in bed. She was calling your bluff. She was she calling my card. I don't, I don't know. I don't know who's going to be the boss in this situation. I can't wait to see. Her husband and I were just laughing about that and we cannot wait. We're going to pull up seats and some popcorn and we're going to kick back and have a good time. Well, then y'all came over and joined us and we started doing more shots. You know, we called it a night and because I was already a little buzzed and she started buying shots and we started buying shots and the four of us were hanging out and talking and making out and it just, it escalated crazy from there. <laughs> well, her shit talking when she and I were kissing, I was drunk at this point. I'm just going to admit I was fucked up. So I'm not even sure what shit we were talking, but I, she, whatever she was saying, I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're going to be into starfish when I get you on your back and whatnot. And she wasn't having any of that. And you and the husband are back behind us talking shit as well, agging it on between us. Yep, we were. It was funny. I remember at one point she grabbed me by the face and kissed me, which was unique. And I didn't have my glasses on anyway, and I was kind of talking shit to her. And she grabbed me by the face again. She's like, look me in my fucking eyes. And I'm like, oh, shit. So <laughs> I'm trying to focus, which I'm blind as fuck. And like I say, we were face to face. And I remember being really fucking drunk in my head and be like, this chick has some green fucking eyes. Again, I was really drunk. I'm like, this chick looks like a fucking snake. <laughs> I remember I remember thinking that in my drunk Martin Lawrence voice in my head. Well, I was like, man, I'm going to put her up on the bar here and give uh, these lesbians a lesson in pussy eating. <laughs> it, was, it was getting nasty between us and you two back there talking shit behind us. Well, I did turn around at one point. You and him were making out. I'm like, hey, congrats. Good job there. Again, makes my job easier. Yep. I don't typically make out in public too much, but I did a little bit that night a couple times. You were whiskey frisky. <laughs> I was whiskey ready to get the hell out of there because she had me a little bit scared. <laughs> I don't say that often, but she might have her bluff in on me. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah. Well, even the husband, when we were texting the next day that you know it was good hanging out, he was like, I think my wife has your number. I think she's going to tear you in half. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> He's like, me and Kim are going to have fun watching that. I'm like, oh, shit, I'm scared now. We're going to have to schedule two play dates. One just so we can sit back and watch you guys, and then the next one so him and I can actually play. <laughs> Which I did try to help you out. I kind of abruptly said, nope, we got to go because I got to be able to drive home. <laughs> but the drunk funly made an appearance that night. I'll say that. Yeah, it was fun. Definitely fun night. I'll say, I'll admit it. I miss the crazy meet and greets. Some of them are pretty chill, and but there's some crazy ones we go to that are just off the wall. Yeah, I agree. Well, wrapping up, I'm going to have to say kind of tag teaming on what we brought up last episode is I think we have a bunch of quality dates in the hopper to choose from. I think going forward, we're going to go dinner and hotel or dinner, drinks, maybe a little bit of music and then a hotel. I think we've kind of changed up our attitudes on how we're pursuing couples. And again, we've got some quality couples that I think we're wanting to nail down. Yeah, definitely changing it up is, you know, just refocusing on how we've done stuff and what's worked and what hasn't has definitely opened our eyes, I guess you could say. And we're going to try new boundaries. We have been. We always want to grow and learn. We don't want to stay stagnant in the lifestyle. And I think that we've decided to try new things. And I think it'll be good. Well, thank you to everyone for following along and being patient with us during our hiatus. And we're back to hopefully recording on a timely manner and getting episodes out. Are we ready to wrap up? Let's wrap it up. Thank you, everyone. And let's go Flamingle. <laughs> Thank you for listening. 
please reach out to us and let us know your thoughts. If you're interested in reaching out to us, you can find us on Twitter at SwinginFlamin1. We are on Instagram as Swinging Flamingos. We can also be found on Facebook as Swinging Flamingo Podcast. Be sure and check out all the other great shows on Full Swap Radio. And be sure and grab our sexy merch available on FullSwapShop.com. And as always, let's go Flamingo! I, I was, was going to say, but I didn't get any cherries that night. That's going to change the story. Well, you, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to come up with something smart, Ellie, and I can't do it because I was like, you just stick her in your mouth and roll her around for a while. <laughs>